Hello and welcome to the Renaissance Polymath. I'm your host, Toby Gagnon, and on this episode, I would like to discuss getting started in firearms. Let's go ahead and get things started. Over the last 12 months, the citizens of the United States have seemingly seen the need to purchase firearms at a rate that has set records nearly every month. That means there are more and more people taking their personal protection and the protection of their loved ones into their own hands, regardless of their backgrounds. These include political, socioeconomic, and cultural, just to name a few. With all of these new owners, it is imperative that we understand the importance of proper education and training. I was in this exact same position not too long ago myself. I'd like to take you through my journey into firearm ownership. Maybe my story and journey can help you or someone you know and care about through their own. I know I usually save this for the closing of the podcast, but I'd like to mention it right up front. If you have any questions or want to reach out to me for advice or an opinion, you can always email me at podcast at therenpo.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-N-P-O.com. With that said, I'd like to start my story, if I may, at the beginning. My early introduction into the world of firearms really began when I was extremely young, maybe 8, 9, 10 years old. And growing up, I had access to a BB gun. Although not a firearm, because there is no explosion that happens to propel that projectile, it's just air or spring, um, I did some things with that BB gun that were, quite frankly, dangerous and Without education, I didn't know that, number one, they were dangerous, or number two, that I shouldn't be doing them. These may have included things like shooting the BBs at things that I shouldn't have, like maybe a piece of glass or a friend. Uh, you know, I always said, uh, don't aim at the face, aim at the feet, etc., etc., but we did that. And if you're cringing right now and thinking, my goodness, that was stupid, you're absolutely right absolutely don't do that and you can kind of see you know that's that's where my journey started then as a teenager my friends and I got into airsoft for a while and we had some fun with that and for those of you who don't know airsoft is basically like paintball the the sport the game whatever but instead of using uh, little balls filled with paint it uses smaller projectiles that are just plastic so it's almost like a plastic bb at that point but what got me started for real in firearms ownership was that someone I knew and, and was very close with at the time had strong feelings about animal cruelty and decided that they were only going to eat free-range meat as a part of their diet. So basically what that meant was no more going to the grocery store and picking something up off the shelf because it was very likely that that meat came from a farm and the animals, in their opinion, were not treated fairly or sustainably on that farm. In the state I was at the time, there were many different levels of licenses to own firearms, five or six, I think, and each one of them cost the same amount to get, but each next level up included all of the rights and responsibilities and everything else of the ones below it. So I decided at the time, hey, look, I'm going to go into this to try to become a hunter and be able to harvest meat in a sustainable and uh, environmentally conscious way, but if I'm going to have to pay the same amount, I'll just go ahead and get that top tier license and then I'll have everything else below it. So if I ever wanted to change or do something different with firearms, I would have the ability to do so. 
Now, the education and training that was required for this license really opened up my eyes to the many different realms of firearms ownership. The training that was required for that particular state was an all-day affair. I mean, before the sun came up to after the sun went down. And it was really very interesting. It was my first time ever handling a firearm. It was my first time ever being educated on them. And it was very, very eye-opening. What encouraged me to become more educated was actually after I moved from the north to the south. When I moved, of course, I needed to get a license or a permit in the state that I now resided, which, of course, required more training. And uh, I went to this training and I learned a little bit more, as you do with basically any class. But I also have had to take additional training since then to maintain that level of firearms ownership that I wanted to have. So really what encouraged me to become more educated was the fact that my licensing and permitting required by the state meant I had to do that. But also beyond that, I did explore more training and more education above and beyond what the requirements were in my state. I had a couple of experiences at public shooting ranges where I would go to, you know, sight in a hunting rifle or something like that. And people would act in a manner that I felt was unsafe, whether it was to themselves or to me or to others. And I really didn't enjoy my time there. I was always anxious and always nervous. So I began to look at joining a private club. And the one that I ended up settling on to join, I did so for a couple of reasons. The first was the facilities that they had. They were obviously big facilities. They had a lot of different things to offer to their membership, but also... They had very strict qualifications that each member had to pass in order to be able to shoot unsupervised on those facilities. That meant that anybody that I would encounter shooting by themselves or next to me on the firing line, I knew demonstrated the exact same level of proficiency, at least at one time, that I had to, to be able to shoot by myself, which made me feel far safer. As I continued my firearms ownership journey, I did eventually desire to become a certified instructor. And, and I guess I should talk about kind of what encouraged me to do that. As a member of this club and going through one of the qualifications that was required, a club instructor really gave me no quarter. She held me to a higher standard and she knew that I was capable of more, above and beyond even the qualification standard at the club. In addition to that, I had friends and people that I considered family or, or close relatives coming to me for help and guidance. I began to be seen as somebody who maybe knew what they were talking about because I was a firearms owner. Unfortunately, I didn't have that education, so I wanted to get it to be able to help my friends and family versus just offer opinions without any knowledge or education behind them. As I began my journey into becoming a firearms instructor and was looking at either taking classes myself or what classes would I want to offer if I did as an instructor, I noticed that there were a lot of options out there that focused on what I would consider tactical training. There was a lot of advanced classes and things like that, but I really didn't see anything from an instructor, a qualified instructor, that focused on the basic needs of the new shooter. 
somebody brand new to firearms like I was at that time. There wasn't anything out there that would bring somebody into a level of competency that would springboard them to that next level of tactical training while remaining safe. So that's really what I wanted to do. I, I really looked to become an instructor because of the encouragement that I got from an instructor at my private club that I joined, uh, through the friends and family who were asking me questions, as well as through the desire to bring other people into firearms ownership and the shooting sports in a safe way. Getting started in firearms is more than just purchasing a firearm or taking a class. At some point, you do need to build up a level of proficiency. And that is no different than anything else. You know, just like any other certification or skill, it is perishable. And firearms are no different. So how do I continue to learn and stay proficient? Well, I take time between teaching classes to take some classes from other instructors, as well as to test ideas, to test gear, to test concepts, things like that. I also participate in competitive shooting sports events, such as the IDPA, which is the International Defensive Pistol Association, 3-Gun, there's IPSC, which is another form of, of that, of shooting competition. There's also the USPSA, which is another shooting event, competitive shooting event for the shooting sports. And they're all a lot of fun. And even though it is a competition, I really just see it as an opportunity to get out, test proficiency, test gear, ask questions, and really just have fun and build friendships. So getting started in firearms really is all about the journey. It's not about just going out and putting down cold hard cash or money or whatever to purchase a thing. There is more to it than that. Firearms and the journey to become a firearms owner really needs to start with your desires. What do you want out of it? What is your reasoning for it? So if you are young in your journey into firearms and or training or education, I would like to encourage you to pursue it. Know that there are many paths and many different reasons to travel down those paths. So don't let anyone make you feel as though your journey is too fast, it is too slow, or it's wrong altogether. I encourage you to travel at your own speed and take the time that you need to enjoy it. There are plenty of tools and things that make life easier or firearms ownership easier, but don't feel you need to get the latest and greatest and most expensive items. After all, the amount of money you spend on something does not dictate your level of enjoyment with it. Well, that about wraps up this episode, but I would encourage you to do your own continued research and education. I'll make sure to link to anything that I discuss that's relative in this episode in the show notes. On the next episode, I will be continuing with the firearms theme and discussing firearm myths and misconceptions. If you have any feedback, feel free to send me an email at podcast at therenpo.com. That's T-H-E-R-E-N po.com. I would also appreciate it if you left a review wherever you podcast. That helps this show be discoverable to others and helps me understand where things can be improved. Don't forget to subscribe and auto-download new episodes so you don't miss any of the future topics. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>